Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Yeah, that's right. If you haven't got it by now, then there's something wrong with you. Unless, of course, you're listening to this podcast for the first time, then hello and welcome to Andy Goldstein's Talks All Daily Podcast with... Yeah, you get it. Anyway, a big old show coming up. And we begin, of course, well, on the back of Manchester United against Wolves, which was live on TalkSport. And then straight after that, there were your calls on my show, would you believe? And I wasn't even there. Matter is racing away. He steps up in front of Ruddy, chips it over him and into the net. And Manchester United have capitalised on a mistake by Wolverhampton Wanderers. And one matter has scored the goal that puts them in front against Wolves in the FA Cup third round. The only person that, that you would look and say who was a first-teamer and a natural choice who didn't play, come on and went off again in Rashford. But yeah. I think both teams wanted to win it, Sags. Yes. It was just a little bit of inept finishing that, that probably, well, eventually cost Wolverhampton. The man of the moment, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, is with Sam Matterface. Thank you, Sags. Welcome to the tunnel here at Old Trafford. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is with me. Job done. What did you think of the performance? Well, delighted we threw. That's that's what matters. We got a great result against a very stubborn team, hard to break down. Then again, I thought we uh, we created three or four great chances. We didn't take them uh, until Juan did. So you don't get an easier draw in the next round if you win 5-0. So 1-0 is enough. Juan Mata scored the goal. He's an experienced player. He had an influence in the game against Norwich at the weekend, an influence tonight, a big influence. How important is it to have someone with such experience amongst your younger group? Oh, very. Uh, him, Sergio, uh, Nemanja, the three of them today, uh, over 30s. Of course, it's important because we do have a young team and they do have, you know, that sense of, how do you say, um, perspective, they're sensible uh, and Juan is, a to- is such, import- uh, such an important figure in the dressing room, he's uh, always positive, always uh, intelligent, clever and he's, he's never sulked, he hasn't played as much as he'd like this season, maybe half of the games and he's, uh, but we all know that all of the players will have to play a part in different parts of the season and at the moment Juan is in form. Terry Maguire hit his thigh 
and everybody seemed to sort of duck out the way of it as it came in and Rashford seemed to pull up at the time and isn't running comfortably but Rashford has gone down put his hand up in the air and that doesn't look particularly good at all. You did rest some players tonight including Marcus Rashford you brought him on he lasted 14 and a half minutes yeah. and had to come off with an injury yeah. what is the latest with him? Well, he's uh, getting treatment now and hopefully uh, we can get him back for Sunday, but I'm not sure. He's, um, he's struggled with his back lately and uh, he got another one. So uh, that backfired a little bit. OK, yeah, we got the goal, he was involved in the goal, but then it might have cost him Sunday. Well, let's go and speak to Daniel. Um, also, another Man United fan. Good evening, Good evening gentlemen. Good evening, Hello, Dan. Dan. Hey, good evening. Congratulations tonight. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't wasn't spectacular, but in the FA Cup, I suppose. I mean, I watched Spurs Ooh. last night. They weren't particularly great, I didn't think, but they got the job nope. done and they huffed and puffed. But um, it's a, yeah. the Wolves are a tricky, tricky opposition. They are. It's getting frustrating being a United fan because we just we we desperately need a players. I think we've been linked with about thirty players. I know. <laughs> so if, every the window's the same, Dan. Dan. And I know it's, it's driving me nuts because we, we're in desperate need of players and we need some, a little bit of quality in there. I mean, I, we're looking at the substitutions that are coming on tonight. Jesse Lingard is killing me. If Rashford's injured, then he should be coming on. For me, he should be even in the lineup. And I know, and, and for me, as much rather Ollie have just sent him out and said he was injured, he's not ready to play him on Sunday for Liverpool. I, I'm starting to get as well. I'm, I've never really been a, an Ollie out person, but. I'm starting to question how much bite he's got in that uh, in that seat. But the problem is, Daniel. The problem is, saying, it's higher up, Daniel. That this is Ed Woodward again. Know, this is classic Woody. Yeah. Classic. I, I, exactly. And the thing is, but he's got a force. I'd be if I was. I mean, obviously, I'm not Manchester United. But if I was Manchester United manager, I'd be saying, listen, I need players in this window. There's no point in saying, okay, we need top four. You, if you, you don't give me the tools, I'm not going to get you top four. And what's annoying is Woodward seems to dilly-dally in every single window no, waiting for other people to come in and pip us. It wouldn't surprise me if Tottenham or Chelsea or Arsenal come in and get Bruno Fernandes before we have Chelsea. Yeah, but the, the Ed Woodward United seems... pay the £60 million. He seems to get a lot of stick from Manchester United fans, right? From the outside, as a, an Arsenal fan watching it, the worst appointment was David Moyes, but that was on... So Alex Ferguson's yeah. say so, yeah, right? Yeah, I can agree that. So then, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. then you go and get Louis van Gaal, which is one of the top managers in the world. Then you go and get yes. Mourinho, yeah. top manager world. So you and money was released for those two managers. Edward Wood wasn't saying no, Absolutely, you can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. those two managers didn't get the best out of the players that were brought in. No. Pogba being no. one of them. So why does Edward Wood keep getting all this stick? Because it's, it's, it's on his watch. Uh, uh, look at the look, yeah, look so at the midfield they've got. Yeah. No, so it's the manager. I'm no, so, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. you're telling me I that? Okay, I tell you. You're telling me that Mourinho and Van Hull, yeah. um, they didn't sign the players that came in. Who appointed those managers? Ed Woodward. Right. The so, buck stops with him. So the so, managers. So Louis Van Hull and Jose Mourinho I'm, aren't top quality managers. I'm, I'm sorry, but if you're that's his fault that they don't perform. No, but they sh they should have foreseen that there was not going to be. They thought this is the problem. They give him an eight year contract. Okay, David Moyes, or six, whatever the contract is, six years, whatever it was. They don't mention, they haven't been in this situation before. That was on before. Felix Ferguson's sake. That was his recommendation. I'm sorry, come oh, on. By the way, who's the bigger, who's I'm the bigger sorry, Paul? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're trying to... Look, Sir Alex who's the bigger Paul? Huh? 
Who has had the biggest say at Manchester? So Alex Ferguson or Ed Woodward? Ed Woodward. At so that you time, think he's going to go against Alex on, let me Let me answer the question. If you're going to ask me a question, let me answer it. David Gill and Sir Alex Ferguson left at the same time. There was no hand. I blame Sir Alex, has a, as, as, uh, for my money, is culpable partly for where United are right now. Now, of course, everyone, not that many people, are getting very excited about the third test between England and South Africa. Well, Joe Root was talking to Maka ahead of that match, which starts today. And, of course, you can hear it live and uninterrupted, apart from the bits that were interrupted, from 7am all the way through to 4pm. That's 7, 8, 9, 10. That's a lot of hours on TalkSport 2. Every game's huge, um, but it's really pleasing coming away from Cape Town, um, levelling it up. feel like we played unbelievably well as a, as a group with a young group of players. And that the challenge always for a young team is when you've performed well, can you back it up? Can you not make sure you don't rest, let, rest on your laurels and um, you know, you're ready to, to try and get better and, and take a, a forward step, not a sideways one. So um, that's, that's, the, that's the message for the group this week, if you like, is use that as a stepping stone. Uh, take every bit of confidence from it and the way we approached it. Uh, and make sure, at very worst, we match our efforts and our attitudes and how we approached uh, each and every session of that game. Reverse sweep here from Joe Root, beautifully done, superbly executed. That's the way to go. Cheers of Root from the England supporters. I didn't want to be left short actually coming out of today's practice session. I'd rather feel like I got everything in yesterday and could ease off today. And as I say, I think it's been really important that... Um, we're fresh and we're ready to go for this game. I know we've had an extended period, but with three days' practice, you don't want eight days on the bounce of guys working really hard. The intensity that we, the guys have, have, have shown over those two days has been outstanding. Um, and I think it's important to, to give guys opportunity to unwind and relax and mentally stay fresh in a, in a long series like a four-match one. And don't forget, of course, uh, whilst the test is on, you can, if you're really bored and you've got nothing better to do, download the podcast following on and hear other bits of cricket stuff. Time now to check in with Big Alan Brazil and even Bigger Sam. Well, that might be the other way around. They were talking about Gordon Taylor, the PFA chief, amid claims for him to resign. This is those two talking about everything I've just said. The rumour started by one of the members, wasn't it? Like, you mean, and then... It grows from there and it builds and builds and builds and uh, you're in this in this country guilt, guilty till proven innocent, unfortunately. So uh, people are talking for him to go before the inquiry or whatever inquiry's ever been completed, isn't it? Like, I mean, and that is a, the build-up of uh, and the forensic that goes around something of, of, of this of this style or this type that we're, we're dealing with, you know, and it, people are adamant that they want to move Gordon on because he's been there on a massive salary. There's a huge been always been a huge amount of jealousy about that. Uh, one thing I can say, not knowing the, the man as long as I've known him, uh, he's always uh, been honest and done what I consider to be an absolutely outstanding job for the players and the PFA. You know, time will tell whether it's right or wrong and we shouldn't uh, bear judgment as quick as we're bearing it, but some people are trying to Oisting before, before for me. Before the facts, before the facts. facts. When the facts are there, and if the facts are right, then he's got to go with. But if the, if not, the man, the man has dedicated his whole life to the, to the PFA, and um, whether you're rightly or wrongly, on you know how I mean, really, it's it's been, 
I think, a, a mutual success. And one thing I can say is this. Who takes over from Gordon Taylor? Who is clever enough and who's got the intelligence and who's good enough to know as much as Gordon knows to be able to cope with that position? It's a massive, massive position. And for Big Al, we can go to Jim White, Natalie Sawyer and Clinton Morrison. They were talking with the boxer Dave Allen about going to a spa with Tyson Fury. Is that a spelling mistake? Oh, horrendous. Awful. You leave with a headache. And that's, and that's not even from being punched. That's just from thinking, from chasing him. His arms are about eight foot long. Uh, just just awful. I don't even like thinking about it, to be honest. He's been known to it a few times. He's just so big. He, he's, he's great with the mind games. You know, he comes into the gym. He comes in singing, dancing. He's got his music on really loud. He hasn't got a care in the world. Yeah, I'm sat there about to spar the best heavyweight on the planet with all these worries on my mind. Mm-hmm. So um, he is the master of the mind games. And on top of that, he's nearly seven foot with eight foot long arms with all the boxing ability in the world. So yeah, it's hard work. Tyson Fury for me is the best pure boxer in the heavyweight division. He's one of the best fighters in the world, any division. You know, he's he, he's six foot nine and 19 stone, but he moves like a middleweight. He's exceptional. I've done a lot of sparring with him. I never enjoy it. He's capable of making anyone look foolish on his day. He's fantastic. However, he does not have the power that Wilder possesses. Wilder can put you out with one shot. So um, it's very exciting. It's a very exciting fight. It's the best fight uh, in the division that can be made, I think. Time now to check in with Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. That's all the information I have for you. I have the whole list of things to say written out in front of me, and it just says H&J. So maybe I was just meant to say H&J. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs with the Trenton 4 here on TalkSport Weather this afternoon. We're really excited to be able to tell you that uh, to kick off this afternoon's show, we're going to cross live to Tyson Fury's hotel room in LA. We've also, if you're on the website as well, we've got pictures. Uh, we'll link up with him there. Oh, hang on. Cut the pictures. Ty- Tyson's in the Tyson's in the middle of something at the moment. We'll go back to Tyson uh, later on. It's... Uh, yeah, um, I, think, just I think that, that was number four. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know if you've seen what he says he's going to win in two. And I suppose as a, as a boxer, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you'll take uh, beating your opponent on points. But ideally, you want to knock one out, don't you? Really, <laughs> uh, you want to knock that opponent out. So that's the key, I think. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, coming up between now and four, moving mm. on rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. It is uh, seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Prince William uh, has told the FA's David Gill, who I think was knighted, uh, got a knighthood yesterday at the Palace, oh, nice. that he's very worried about uh, Villa going down. That's his main concern. But of course, Prince Harry, he's more concerned about Vancouver Whitecaps making the MLS playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that will be his main concern that these is his days. Big right? concern. Yeah, yeah. I think apparently mm. and England batsman Ollie Pope has uh, received an Oscar mm. nomination for the new film he made with the Burnley keeper The Two Popes is that <laughs> oh, I never knew it was them Andy it is that's very acting, interesting yeah. acting's marvellous I'm Simon Jordan you and I are both listening to Talk Sport Daily planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Right, let's head over to Drive Time now, the ginger fella with the loungers. Alongside him, Darren Goff. They were arguing about stuff that some of you go, no, that's rubbish. And the rest of you go, no, he's got a point. A short ball pulled away by Stokes out towards deep mid-wicket and all the way. Yeah, ICC Team of the Year, Test Team of the Year has uh, been announced. Obviously, Ben Stokes with the the big award. There's no dispute in that, is there? Uh, The Men's Player of the Year, I think his closest competitor was Pat Cummins um, from um, Australia. I think he was excellent. Uh, this year for them, and uh, he's one of the reasons that they won. Uh, well, retained the Ashes, and the way he's carried on against New Zealand uh, is is unbelievable. And now, being the most expensive player in the IPL, it just keeps going on and on and on for for Pat Cummins and Ben Stokes. Labishain must have been close. Thousand runs in the year, three hundred seven fifties. So he must have been close as well. But I think they got the right man there, Ben Stokes, for all forms of the game. Okay, quick, quick call on this because uh, Martin. Uh, wants to talk about uh, Ben Stokes. What do you want to say, Martin? Hey, afternoon, guys. Uh, yeah, I, for me, there's a big hype for Ben Stokes, and don't get me wrong, he's done great last year, and, and some of the stuff that he said about 2019 is the catalyst for England cricket. But uh, we were favourites to win the World Cup. Yes, we won it, and we won it on a penalty shootout with that uh, with the final over thingy. But we didn't win the Ashes, and for me, as a cricket purist. We should have won the Ashes. We were at home. Uh, and I just want to take it with a pinch of salt about Ben Stokes. That, that's all I'm saying. It's, it's getting really hyped up. He had a great year, don't get me wrong. But debatable whether we need to keep going on about what Ben Stokes has done because we did not win the Ashes. Mm. Be interested but to what you is that his fault? Is that his fault, though, mate? Just, let me just say on that. Is because depending what era you played in and, and what the opposition you played against, right? If you go back to the 80s, you played against the West Indies. It was almost impossible to beat the West Indies, especially on their home soil. It was almost impossible. Now you play um, as a cricketer in the 90s, you played against Australia. It was almost impossible to beat them home or away. Um, their record of winning test match after test match, I think it was 17, then they drew one, then won another 17 on the trot. Right. Then you go to England 2009 under Strauss when they went to Australia and won it. They were the best team in the world. So, unfortunately for Ben Stokes, England are around fifth or sixth best team in the world, coming up against Australia, who got it absolutely spot on all summer. So, is it Ben's fault that he played in a team that weren't quite up for it against Australia? No, I, I know what you're saying there, Goffy, but 
correct me if I'm wrong, but again, we were favourites for the bookies to win the Ashes in England. It was our conditions, our bowlers. You know, I know what you're saying, it's not Ben's fault, but I just think as a cricket purist, me growing up in the 90s, mm. it's all about the Ashes, all about the Ashes, and it's the old enemy. The, the World Cup was a given anyway, really, for us. We just had to go out there and win the games, and we did. And you could say that magic over at the end, play that 100 times. New Zealand might have beat us 50 times. So mm. That's the debate for me. Interesting. I, I see both points of view on no, that I, one. I get where he's coming from. I, but I, that's the problem, isn't it? When I, I look at some of these things about the greatest cricketers and all that stuff, which I, I'm sure we'll get onto as well, is but you're considered a great captain if you're a captain that wins the Ashes, purely mm. because you've got the, a good team that won the Ashes. So that captain's a great captain because he won the Ashes, whether you're Australian or English. And it's the same as a player. If you individually have a great year in an Ashes series and win, you get all the awards that come with it, right? Ben Stokes, we didn't win the Ashes, yet he won Sports Personality of the Year. But you've got to give him credit because that World Cup performance and that performance at Edinley alone were outstanding. Let's head back now to Alan Brazil's Breakfast Show with Sam Allardyce, or Breadhead, as some of his former players have referred to him as. Big Sam was talking about playing out from his back, the back, the back, playing out from the back. The whole country's been brainwashed into this anomaly of false hope. It's a false hope because you'll lose more goals than you'll ever score by playing out at the back to your centre-half in your own penalty box. Yeah. Far more goals will be scored by the opposition I still don't than see you will Sam. score at the other end. I and don't that see goes, what accomplish. But that goes as high as, as as Arsenal this year. Why try and play out from the back if, if you've got a Liverpool who do a high press? Yeah. Any mm-hmm. team that does a high press, you should never play out from the back. Mm-hmm. You're playing, they're asking for problems. But the and people say with a couple of dinosaurs, to play but this do you way? want to win football no. games or no. not? I don't no. care. They call me what they like. I want to win a game. My team will win a game. I don't want to get beat playing good football. No. I want to win. It's the ultimate goal to play well and win. Yeah. But but you must win first. And, of course, we end the podcast in the only way we know we can, with the best bits of Andy Goldstein's sports bar. Although, how are they really going to be the best bits if I'm not there? So here are bits of my show that I'm not there to see. But I will be there to see them tonight. Thursday, I'm back, yeah. I'm not doing the snooker for Eurosport, although I am back on Saturday if you fancy watching it on the telly. Anyway, I'm back tonight. Here are the best bits without me, if that's at all possible. Bit of a silly tale, really. Bit embarrassing, really. I'm working nights and I went to the loo. You know, I was just sitting there minding my own business. And uh, Doing your business, mind your own business. Well, well, a little bit of both. Right. All right. And then somebody got in the cubicle next door and then the next thing I heard was him say, all right. So I went, all right. He said, what are you doing? I went, going to the loo. What about you? He said, what are you doing later? And then I was... And then he said, and then he carried on talking, and then he went, hang on a minute, there's some bloke in the next cubicle trying to talk to me. He was on the phone. It was a little bit embarrassing, really. <laughs> what, you were talking back to him? And he was on the yeah. phone? <laughs> yeah. That's quite funny. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's... Slightly embarrassing, to... really. Did you exit your cubicles, at the, or did you sit there and think, I've got to sit in here until he's gone? No, I was so embarrassed, I had to wait. Yeah, exactly. It was ages. Good work. Aaron on the Wirral. Aaron, Hello. Aaron on the Wirral, welcome. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. I'm, uh, I was using the toilet the other day, making a phone call. Some fella in the next cubicle. <laughs> <said, "Hey."> uh, <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's not even why I called. Oh, hey, right. Um, someone before was talking about a pub quiz. And I, I went to a quiz the other week with a mate. And we had uproar in there over this question. 
The question was, how many lives does a cat have? How many lives? How many lives does a cat have? Well, yeah, well, well myth. Well, I mean, yeah. I yeah. mean, so cat, we, well, we, well, we wrote one yeah. as it's a, just a cat, and yeah. and the apparently no, no, the the answer is nine. <laughs> so, I, so we were all kicking off saying, if you get a cat here now, <laughs> then. And we're gonna test we can it. prove that we could. Well, we said we said we could prove it's only one. And the quiz master said, "Yeah, but it might have already had eight. Anyway, I'll let you go, boys. Have a good night, all right? Aaron, excellent Fantastic. call. Love that. Brilliant, brilliant midnight trains. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can download various ones via Acast, Spotify, and, and, and other iTunes, I think, one of them. Anyway, if you don't know how to download stuff, you don't deserve to hear the podcast. And it's free as well. What else do you get for free as well? Nothing, apart from like horrible diseases. And uh, no, that's it. I um, hope you download it. If you've not done so already, then how are you listening to this? It's probably illegally done, or it's just your mate's lent you his phone. But either way, make sure you join me on my show tonight from 10 p.m. Randy Goldstein Sports Bar. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.